poison with Texas OU week. But the fact that they have played the way they have, you guys are coming off such a good, good game. Is there any way you guys go into this game not being, you know, whatever, 100% committed? First of all, I appreciate the reference to rat poison. So that, that, was, that was good. Um, I don't know how we could ever think to do that. Um, this, this rivalry, this game, um, and what it all stands for and the way these two teams plays, have, have played in this game for decades, uh, we know more than ever uh, we're, we're going to get the best version of them. Uh, we need to make sure that they get the best version of us. Uh, they're a very talented team. They're an extremely well-coached team. Hey, we, we go through ebb and flows of a season, new coaching staff, new team. I w we went through it too, but uh, this team's really good, and they play really hard, and they're really well-coached. And uh, last time I checked this morning when I walked in our building, the golden hat wasn't in there. So we got plenty to, to get ourselves prepared to go for. There is the University of Texas head football coach, Steve Sarkeesian, talking about the rivalry here. And, yeah, he's saying that, yeah, we've got, we've got no reason to show up uh, to this game feeling good about ourselves and uh, feeling like we've got it won before it plays out. A lot of times that's easier said than I done. I know. You I've know, seen been, OU yeah. uh, play teams do it before they're Sark, so watch out, buddy. It happens. I know. I know it. And, you know, that's – at this point, that's kind of – I don't know that we're necessarily hoping or banking on that, but uh, I, I think it is nice to be able to go into a game on edge knowing that – I. You have not put your best out there, and this uh, this test coming up is going to require everything that you've got. So, um, you know, I I don't know. We'll see how they respond. Back-to-back -back losses. Uh, same thing in 2020, and they went into that game, and um, you know that was a that was a tough tough football game, and they battled and scrapped and fought through four overtimes and Season won that one. Season-defining game um, is what that was that yeah. day. That's right. And, right. and I guess, hey, if you want to be positive, this game does potentially uh, have the same opportunity for you as a season-defining sure. game. If you can find a way to win this one. Well, I think it is a season-defining game. One uh, way or the other. One way or the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it probably this, is. This will be it, you know. And not that they can't, if they uh, if they lose, not that they can't, you know, pull it together. The following week and get a win and and you know win their way out i that can still happen obviously but you know to drop three straight would be it would be tough to put behind you for a team that hasn't lost a whole lot of football games yeah no it would how uh how you feeling today everything going all right yeah i feel good okay i'm healthy no concussion for me all right um no lingering health issues. I'm good. Why do you ask that? How I, are you feeling? I mean, I feel great. It's a good day to have a great day, right? I just was – there was a certain mood with you on the show yesterday that was very down, and then, uh, boy, if I didn't get messages left and right saying, oh, my God, are you seeing what Teddy's doing on Twitter right now? I just wanted to, to make sure your Tuesday's oh. going all right. 
If you're asking whether uh, right now I hate this job, the answer to that is yes. Well, I already knew that. I can uh, sense that. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, right now I am this. I'm going through what typically happens around like week ten of the season every year. I'm going through that already. Uh, OU Texas week, uh, contemplating my life. It's good. And what the hell am I even doing here? Nice. Yes, I'm. I've been going through that. Was that same Absolutely. person on Twitter last night? The same person that approached you at the uh, casino yesterday? That would be awesome. I, no, I, who knows? No, I don't think the guy that I saw at the uh, casino yesterday has a Twitter account. That, that is doubtful. <laughs> So, <laughs> I just, I, we're just all worried about you. Just checking in, just making sure it's it's all good. Uh, it feels no, like it, you're in a better there's, mood there's, than yesterday. The trolls, I'll tell you, it pisses me off to no end. It pisses me off to no end that there are people that all they care to do is wait for a moment for uh, something negative to happen, like OU losing a couple of games and. Oh, hell, it's Christmas. I can't wait to log into Twitter and see what I can do to stir the pot and make everyone out there feel a little bit more miserable about their life right now. It's amazing. Bunch of freaking scumbags. Freaking scumbags. I think we're all with you, dude. Hey, but not everyone is jumping off the bandwagon. Um, I actually know uh, one particular former player who is still very much on the bandwagon and wasn't planning on going to the OU-Texas game this weekend, Teddy, but because of the situation and where it is, is going to the OU-Texas game to show his support for the program and the head coach. And that former player is uh, Brian Bosworth. Uh, He's going to be on the sidelines on Saturday, sent Brent a text, earlier this week and said, uh, hey, man, I'm totally behind you. I want to show your support. I'm, I want to be, if I can get down there, uh, I want to be on the sidelines to show my support for you in this program. So not everyone is being a, what did you say again? Freaking, what, what was it? Well, that's the only word I can use yeah. because I'm on radio. Freaking uh, scumbag. scumbag. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. Not everyone is. Yeah. The boss is still on board. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, Venables was great last night. He was great at the um, at the Rudy show. was fantastic. Yeah, he said that during one of the breaks. He said uh, that Boz had sent him a message. And did he he did he mention that today at the press conference? No, I just I just heard that from someone that's going to be with Boz yeah. on Saturday. So I I don't think that that's been public. Yeah, very cool. Um, that's good. That's good that he's uh, he's going to be down there showing the support. They need it right now. Um, be good. I, you know, I'm I'm anxious to see what the um, what the showing is like down there. You know, shockingly, it's been it's been rather quiet as far as like people talking about going down and um, you know, like asking for tickets and situation. Now that's just a uh, that's just like my personal. Uh, experience with it this year typically this time of the year it's like you hear of a bunch of friends and and family and everyone that's wanting to go down to the game and uh, haven't heard a whole lot of that so far this week yeah 
Well, I there there are some people I I've only heard of a small amount that are saying, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to make it uh if you know anyone that wants two tickets for around face value, let me know." Like th- this is still a big weekend for OU fans, man. I mean, oh, it yeah. is This is one that's usually it's a mini vacation. Way yeah, 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 right. Yeah. And I don't know like if hotels let you out of a two-night stay like the week of the game, right? But I just don't think that we're going to see 3,000 Texas fans on the OU side. OU will still turn out. They'll still show up. And I know that this probably sounds corny, but, yes, it will help that, you know, people like Boz are going to show up, stand on the sidelines to show their support. It sounds corny. I get it. It would go a long way, and I do think that this is going to happen, for that side of the Cotton Bowl to really show their support for this team as well. I I honestly think that that could matter in this game. Like, how many points? I don't know how you – you know, say how many points, but that that team will feel it just like they did last year when they're trying to rally from a twenty-eight-seven deficit. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that'll be good. Uh, if if this game has taught me anything over the years, whenever you feel like it's going to be a routine weekend, win or lose. Um, but the miraculous happens one way or the other. Yes, it so, does. OU has gosh, won this game as a 21-point dog, Teddy. That has happened before. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to think when the last boring OU-Texas game we had was. Well, Jalen Hurts ensured that that game in 2019 wasn't very boring with the behind-the-back plays no. that he had that day. The last, <laughs> the last boring OU-Texas game for an OU fan – was probably 2013. 2014 was very well, even, stressful because, I mean, you won the yeah. game, but you didn't feel great about the way that you played. But, I mean, 2013, I, I, I guess, because you lost by 16. Yeah. And even 2018, we lost that year, um, and Texas jumped out to a big lead, and it got fairly sleepy, and then Kyler ignited a comeback there with that crazy run. Um, gosh, what was the score there at one point? They were up. They're up twenty one. They're up twenty one, right? So it would have been like forty five yeah. twenty four, I think. Had to have been because OU scored twenty one and answered, and then Texas won at the gun with that dicker the kicker make. Yep, forty five. They scored. Gosh, um, it was thirty one twenty four, and we forced Texas to punt, and we got the ball ready to tie it up. First play out, we fumble, and then five plays later, Texas scores a touchdown to make it 38-24. We go three and out. Texas goes down on a nine-play drive to make it 45-24, and that's whenever it felt like, oh, boy, yeah, this is just going to be one of those days. And then um, we scored a touchdown. Then Kyler, whenever he had that awesome run, it was like, okay, we got something, boys. And sure enough, we go down to the wire and – you know, there you go. Yeah. I, 50, and, uh, what, long field goal by Dicker the kicker. And I know that, you know, people look at the OU side of things, like what the defenses look like, what the offense might have to look like on Saturday, and that's where a lot of the uh, pessimism from this game really lies. But, you know, looking at Texas' defensive numbers earlier today and realizing that they played Alabama and they played them pretty well, like by the numbers, this is a mid-level Big 12 defense this year. 
And I, I look, I, I get it. TCU is probably that. No, you wasn't great offensively. I'm just trying to look at Texas for a minute here. And by the numbers, they're a mid-level Big 12 defense. And I think that a lot of those numbers are probably reality for them on where they stack up in the conference. So it just goes to the point you're not facing a top 10 or even a top 15 football team this weekend. You're, you're facing a two-loss team that definitely has some flaws. They definitely have some flaws with their team. They do. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They, uh, they definitely do. Uh, you know, the loss to Texas Tech was, you know, they had a big lead and, and blew it. But, you know, Tech also tried to blow it and, and gave them opportunities to come back and, and get back in it and win it themselves. Um, you know, there's some, there's some, some things to look from, look at from that game and be optimistic about, you know, uh, Donovan Smith, who I think is a good player, but, is not a very polished passer. Uh, you know, he makes some mistakes. He he had a he had a pretty nice game that day. He he threw for over 330 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and um, also carried the football a ton for them. Scored a, a rushing touchdown. Uh, he made a big difference for them, and that's why a quarterback is going to be critical. And you know, I don't know what our plan is there, but. I'm sure we'll we will uh, we won't find out until kickoff. But yeah, it's uh, it's it it adds another. I mean, forget what you've lost two games straight, and the defense isn't playing well. Like you, if you want to add another layer to the whole thing, you got it. We don't even know who our quarterback's going to be. Yeah, um, we've got the perfect guest coming up next segment because when the chips are down and everyone's kind of wondering about the future. This is the guy to give everyone the confidence that it's going to be okay moving forward. The Bob Father himself always tends to be able to uh, shape Sooner Nation uh, kind of back into, back into things in a positive mindset. So Bob Stoops coming up next. Yep. Yep, it's going to be great. Coach Stoops coming up next. Hit a quick opening timeout here. Hang on to FSBO Homes today. Check them out online, fsbohomes.com, or give them a call, 405 594 11. This is the way selling a home should be. Fewer hassles, a smoother process, more money in your pocket. They got a team of local qualified professionals to guide you from pricing to sell, better strategy to attract the right buyer, and they got attorney and closing services on the back end to make sure all the paperwork is done right. Really good stuff here at FSBO Homes. Again, fsbohomes.com. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's time for our favorite segment of the week when we get to talk to Coach Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. Coach, uh, a very happy OU Texas week to you. Um, I guess first we'll talk about what happened on Saturday. Just your your overall thoughts on the OU TCU game from this past Saturday. Well, of course, it's it's a tough loss, and and especially just with all that happened and the way it happened. Um, you know, it's you know, it's always disappointing. We're not used to being on that end of of things, of course, throughout these years. That's has rarely happened. But I, I think the the part for me that has to be we'd all hoped losing all those guys to last year, you know, in particular what defensively would we have five or six guys 
drafted. I think we only had five guys back whatsoever on defense. And then, you know, all that we lost on offense, including quarterback and on and on, I think we only had five guys back there, that it would be still be okay. And, and I think what showed is we played a really good TCU team at their place, and they played well. You know, they, they've got a lot of experience. In particular, their defense is really experienced. I think they're all juniors and seniors. And we, you know, overall didn't play as well as we're capable of. And then we got, we got several guys hurt, including our quarterback in the second quarter, Billy Bowman, uh, our tackle. A uh, couple more guys were out. And, and it doesn't take much to all of a sudden – you know, we, didn't, we, we just couldn't match up overall, and, and that's unfortunate. But I think where I would ask people to give it, have some patience. Brent's going to need time to, to rebuild this whole roster. Um, I think the 46 of our, of our 100 guys are, are all new this year. So we've got a lot of inexperience, and it really showed last week. I, I believe we'll get better. I believe in this coaching staff and, and uh, you know, the nuts and bolts of this program that, that our guys will respond and, and improve and get better through the year. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to take, but I think we've got to be a little bit realistic about it and just be positive that we can re- keep building it and keep improving it. And I believe this staff, through recruiting in the next year or two, will continue to build our roster back where it needs to be. Now, I think one of the things that was, you know, just kind of interesting over the last couple of weeks is, you know, it, it felt like through, you know, the first three weeks, and I know the competition is what it is, but it felt like we were seeing some real good progress. It was by no means perfect, but, you know, we're kind of, you know, taking steps each week, getting a little bit better here and there, and then, you know, we've we've taken two steps back. Is there anything that you've seen, or uh, what do you do whenever you you have a um, a team that's all of a sudden kind of reeling and and headed backwards? What do you do to kind of stop that and and try and continue to push forward? Well, I think as much as anything, um, you know, be consistent with your message, what what you want of the guys, what you're asking of them. I believe Brent will do that. I, he's a great coach. And you need to you need to find a way to continue to be positive, and uh, trust your system, trust what you're doing, and sometimes as much as anything, in some ways even back off a little bit, uh, give the guys a little breathing room. I never forget uh, I was with Coach Spurrier in '96, we're undefeated all year. Last game of the year, we lose to Florida State. Could have put us out of the national championship. We didn't know. He, we, he tells the guys, we're going to get getting ready to play Alabama for the SEC championship game. And he tells the guys, I don't want to see you till Tuesday. He gave them two days off. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? And, and his point was, you know, they just need room to catch their breath and uh, get back at it. And I'm sure Brent will do those things and, you know, and uh, reach them the right way, have faith in what we're doing. Uh, we've got good chemistry on this team. Again, I believe in Brent and the staff, and and again, I, I uh, you know, I just believe that we'll we'll grow through the year and continue to improve through the year. I don't know how much you've seen Texas this year, but how much have you seen the Horns, and, and what do you think about them uh, heading into Saturday? 
I haven't seen much of them. Uh, some bits and pieces here and there. Um, you know, I, I, I uh, always, you know, I, I, pretty obvious their running back is really a special player. And uh, Xavier Worthy, a special player. And, you know, the rest of it I haven't seen. I think also if you look at their record right now, they've been pretty a little bit inconsistent as well. I think, you know, just like uh, they've beaten some teams you should beat, and then they've, you know, and, and haven't some teams that are more difficult to deal with. And so they've had some inconsistency as well. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. What do you do? You know, Dylan Gabriel obviously takes that, that terrible hit. He's knocked out. He's got a concussion. He's in the protocol. I don't know what, what his status is going to be headed into the game. Uh, you know, even if he does play, you better be ready at backup quarterback. I, what do you do, if anything, with a backup quarterback going into a game like that to – you know, when you're, you've already struggled a little bit offensively, what do you do to help maybe generate a spark there to get things going? I think as much as anything, play to his strengths. You, you know the set of plays that he really loves. Uh, you, you find uh, you've got to be able to run the football. Uh, and then you have some, you know, move them out of the pocket, off of the run game. You know, get them, get them moving. You know, boots, play action, whatever. Um, trying to be, you know, not be predictable where the quarterback's going to be. And you've got to be able to run the football. And, and truth be told, in this game, I, I used to chart it. And you, you remember in our early years, but even the later years, the team that won this game virtually every year ran the football the best and took care of the football the most. Like, had, the fewer, had fewer turnovers and ran the football the best in the game. And that's who won the game virtually – a hundred percent of the time. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest. Teddy, it's National Taco Day. You know it goes perfect with tacos. Huh. <laughs> What's How that? about a little strawberry rock and roll tequila? There huh? you go. It goes perfect with tacos. And OU Texas weekend as well. So hey, I don't know, maybe celebrate National Taco Day with a little uh, rock and roll tequila. Uh, Bob, you mentioned what you think Brent is going to do in recruiting. Sounds like they have a big recruiting weekend in Dallas. I feel like I remember you you guys putting a, 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 a decent amount of emphasis on that recruiting weekend back when you were coaching. What was your philosophy when you were the home team and you were able to host recruits at this game? Yeah, I wanted them to come see what a, what a stage it is to play on. Uh, what an incredible platform and game it is to be a part of. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's the best. Uh, I absolutely loved playing down there. And wanted them to feel the same excitement about playing there. And, um, you know, not everyone gets to be on a stage like that. So uh, that was it as much as anything. It was always odd in that you couldn't go talk to them because it wasn't on your home field, even though it's your home game. So I always never liked that part of it. You could stand on the hash mark and wave at them on the sideline, but you couldn't, you couldn't go strike up a conversation with them and, you know, so that part of it's different, but it's still a it's still a great environment for them to see and, and realize that they could be a part of it. Now, one of the things to me that's that's so fascinating about this game, and, and we've seen it from you know uh, from a different side the last I don't know uh, ten plus years, but it's crazy to me that you can have a team 
that is two, three losses, everything's going bad, and another team that is, I don't know, ranked top five in the country, and everything's good, you're clicking, firing on all cylinders, but you go to this game, and it is 50-50 as equal as it could be. I, I just, and you just, I don't even know how you explain it. No, it's very true. Uh, it really doesn't matter who's in what position in this game. It's who comes to it the freshest, who comes to it with the right mindset and really geared in uh, and makes the plays. Ultimately, who can make the plays that really matter? And, and those are big key turnovers. Uh, and those are who, who can get in the trenches and run the football the best. Those two things matter the most uh, in this game. And you were, I, I just came from Sooners helping Sooners golf tournament, and you, Coach Switzer drew a play, and I drew a play on a canvas that they're auctioning off, and I drew the Superman play that Teddy Lehman scored a touchdown. Oh, on. nice. And so point <laughs> being, I drew up the blitz we were in. You remember it. Field, rip dogs, cover three. And uh, yep. you did the best thing you did. You The uh, – the uh, guard comes down to block you, and rather than trying to run outside of him, you dip your shoulder and go inside to get blocked, and Roy leaving the lane for Roy to get to the quarterback. And he, you know, he rips the ball out, and because you're blocked, you back out, and the ball flutters right to you for a touchdown. And that's what I'm talking about, these key turnovers in this game so many times make the difference. That's right. Good stuff, Coach. We appreciate you as always, and um, hopefully we bring back a W this week. Hey, listen, everybody stay positive out there. Be behind the team and the coaches, and uh, and uh, listen, um, Boomer Sooner is going to stay here. So be with us. All right, Boomer Sooner. See you, Coach. All right, Coach. We appreciate it. What would you think about that? There you go. That's good. Good stuff. He's right. Run the football. Trust your system. Got a backup quarterback, help him out. Um, get him outside the pocket. Yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. I, uh, a lot of really good stuff. You know, this game does present you know, so many opportunities. I, <laughs> I heard you talk about it again last night. My freshman year, I sucked. My sophomore year, <laughs> I sucked. And then I made a play. I mean, I really didn't do anything. I was just kind of standing there. But it just goes to the point that – you make a play in this game, and it can kind of set your career, you know, forward a little bit. You know, you you get a level of confidence that maybe you previously didn't have. Like I think I remember Nick Benito when the what 2019 Baylor game, he makes a play in yep. that game late when he's really young, and it kind of propelled his career forward. Maybe somebody on this defense, maybe somebody's makes a play on Saturday with this defense, and it helps propel things forward. I I don't I mean. Obviously, that's like a kind of a, a hopeful thing right now. But I, this game does present some opportunities. I, I guess you'd be a well, uh, you, you'd be an example of that. There's no doubt about it. Um, one hundred percent. And you know, and I, I was talking about last night. There's a, there's a bunch of guys on this team right now that are playing uh, big time plays and and reps for for the defense and even offensively that are. You know, kind of in a similar position, uh, fairly young, first year starting, and um, kind of feeling your way out through the first, 
you know what, um, almost halfway through the season, but not quite there. And yeah, this is a, this is one of those games where who knows what happens and you may come out of it after a win, look back and grayed out really well, made a, a, a play or series of plays that were, you know, really crucial in the outcome of, of what went down. And yeah, it can, uh, it can set you on a, a path of, Really starting to believe in yourself, have some confidence, and and uh, who knows where you go from there. Yeah, good stuff from Coach Stoops there. Really good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out FSBO Homes today. Check them out online, fsbohomes.com. The way selling a home should be. Fewer hassles, smoother process, and more money in your pocket. What else could you ask for? We'll be back. It's the rush on the ref, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. We'll get to that momentarily, but first, uh, I have put out the official line of three and a half quarterbacks that will play in this game on Saturday. Are you taking the under or are you taking the over three and a half on uh, QBs that play in this OU Texas game? Under. Taking the under, really? Well, let me ask you, if they direct snap it to like a running back or something, you're not counting that. No, 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 uh -uh. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Are you kidding me? I think we're going to play every single quarterback on the roster? Well, I think there's a chance you could play two, and I think there's a chance that Texas could play two. So, yeah. Right. I mean, and that's – okay. I thought you were just talking about for No, no, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both teams. Okay. Still the under? Yeah, still the under. Still the under. Um, I think we will probably play one, maybe two. Who's it going to be? You on the Nick Evers train like everyone else? No. I, I, I guess I must have heard something different from the press conference than everyone else. <laughs> well, well, no, you didn't. It's just I, I think people who want Nick Evers to start are kind of looking for you know the comments on it and being like, see? He thinks Nick Evers is going to play. You know who I well, think is going to start? What was the quote exactly? It, it was just asking Be him how he's I, – I have it direct. I can, I can get it for you in just one second. But it was – I think it was just a general question about him, how he's been performing at practice. Well, yeah, because I, I see everyone referencing, like, is he one of the quarterbacks taking snaps? And I guess he said yes, but – then he goes into like this long talk about how he's performed in their Thursday night scrimmage, which I, that is a direct indicator, in my opinion, that he will not play in the game Saturday. Do you want to hear exactly what? Here's what he said on uh, Nick Evers. Okay.
Yeah, so there's there's the quote. Um, I don't think that Nick that, Edwards is going to start on Saturday. <laughs> and not, not because of I that think, quote. I just don't think he's going to. I think that totally uh, – and I could be wrong, and maybe I'm reading this wrong. But to me, that – soundbite totally eliminates Nick Evers from playing on Saturday. He's been playing in the scrimmages that they call future freaks with the young guys where they go live. Um, the JV you know, team, and, basically, is who he's been starting yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, we did that whenever I was at OU, and it's the, it's the guys that are redshirting and don't get any action on Saturdays, and, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fun little – little thing that but that means you're not playing and then he says levy will, will probably get up here and tell you that he's not ready right and i, I don't know some people feel like because nick evers was trending on twitter yep and i clicked on it and everyone's like oh he's you know he's taking snaps i <laughs> that is not what I took from that press conference. I, I know no one's going to want to hear it, um, but I, I, the quarterback that I think that starts, again, that I think starts is going to be Davis Bevel. I think Davis Bevel starts. Sure. And I don't I, – maybe the leash may be pretty short on that, but I don't think it's going to be Bevel to Evers. I think it'll be Bevel's to Booty. I think that's how it will go, the quarterback depth chart. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I guess if you feel like Davis Bevel won the backup role throughout all your – I don't think he was there in the spring – throughout summer and um, and fall training camp, and he's earned that spot to go in the game against TCU, I don't know why all of a sudden you would just pull the plug on the guy that won out on that and throw in the guy that you didn't feel as good about. And I know he – he didn't play well in in the the spot that he had against TCU, but I mean, consider the situation a little bit. I mean, it's not a situation for someone to come out there and just absolutely thrive. Now, I I totally understand with everyone else the the hesitation and not feeling great about our situation. You know, if 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 that's who the starter is, but you know, he can. A week of knowing you're the guy and and building an offense around him and what he likes and and you know trying to make things a little bit easier on him and you know designing maybe some some easy plays that can help spark you. I I think you can have quite a bit uh, of improvement over one well, week. I mean, hopefully, him. hopefully, but I, I yeah. do think it's Bevel that's going to start on Saturday. I do too. And Peyton says, too. am I crazy to think that given a week to prepare that Levy can scheme up a good and effective game plan designed around Bevel? He wasn't incredible, but he was playing in an offense designed for Gabriel. And then we've got things like uh, the crowd will turn on Bevel immediately on Saturday. which I th- Yeah, well, the crowd will also turn on Booty or Evers or whoever else it is. <laughs> Let's not act like... Uh, they can march someone out there and they play poorly and everyone's going to feel great about it. So, um, yeah, he is. He was going in for a game plan designed around Dylan Gabriel, but you know, I, I think the more important thing was he was going into a game that 
you know, it wasn't already decided, but it was not a good situation to be going into God, at what, all. What was the score? Was it 30-7 to when he rolled into the game? Is that what it was? No. Was it 34-10? Yeah, yeah, that sounds – yeah, 34-10 sounds a little bit more right. Not far off. Because I know we we got it to 34-17, but I, I don't know if that I, I was I remember having a thought at some point in the second half, like, are they going to go into halftime down 10? Spoiler alert, they did not go in the, the halftime down 10, but yeah. there was at least a very uh, small moment of that thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there, but I'm sorry. Again, I could be wrong, but I felt like Brent Venables eliminated Nick Evers from the conversation, not inserted him. And everything that I'm reading online is – taking the stance that he inserted him into the conversation. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> the crowd know is a bunch of fat rejects who probably never played it down a high school football, let alone college football. That sounds like a Teddy tweet from last night. Or one that could come later this week. I have, hey, I have, I have no problem if you have an opinion of what went on or what needs to happen just don't include me in it that's all i ask i I, don't include me in it if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, bitch and complain about what's happening and and like add me into your little rant i i don't want anything to do with it at all Uh, i'm totally down to have a conversation about what's gone on and and what we need to do or ideas moving forward but i don't care to engage in any of that crap it it is nothing but misery and people just love it they love it they've been rooting on this to happen and they call themselves fans you're not you're not a i don't know call yourself a fan i don't care what you call yourself but it's weird that you find the most joy and the most like interaction in hatred towards your team. It's weird. It is entertaining when you get fired up, though. Though I do agree with everything that you said. But I will say, that was entertaining. It doesn't happen Stop very sk- often, but it does. Yeah. For the guys that keep sending me screenshots of like what's going on in the game, I'm not engaging in that, that – <laughs> That stupid crap. I don't even know what you're I'm, doing. I'm shocked you're still Just on Twitter, stop. to be honest. I'm not I'm not real sure why you're still on Twitter. Maybe you're obligated by someone to still be on there, but the fact that you still have a page is, is really quite shocking. I feel like it could come to an end at some point this week. I, Tyler, yes, that is a question I continually ask myself. <laughs> why? There's been a lot of soul-searching with you the past three days. <sighs> yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at FSBO Homes, FSBOHomes.com, 405-594-7911. It's the way selling a home should be. Fewer hassles, smoother process, more money in your pocket. they got a team of local qualified professionals to guide you from pricing all the way to sell to better strategy to attract the right buyer. It's all done online now. You don't need to list it through MLS. It goes straight online. They're going to help you market it, get the perfect pictures, get the perfect pricing, get the appraisal up front, 
And like I, I said, they've got the attorneys on the back end to make sure the closing and contract situation goes smoothly. FSBOHomes.com. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of The Rush. CavensConstruction.com for all of the services they can provide for you, whether it's your uh, office building or your home, I promise. Cavens can help you out. Uh, 24-7 emergency repairs, CavensConstruction.com. Cavens, uh, they're the guys to call there if you're uh, running up against that issue. To the Air Comfort Solutions text line we go. Uh, how can OU trot out Bevel after that performance and expect the team – uh, to believe the coaches want to win. If he starts, BV will have lost the entire fan base and most likely the locker room. Bevel cannot be OU starter. I'd rather see Canick run the Wildcats. Wow. I don't even know if you I, – I think that uh, that one took it out of you. Do you have the energy to muster a response to that one? Uh, uh. I don't know. You, you, you say that the fan base will revolt if Davis Bevel, your backup quarterback, takes the field as the starter. Yet, you suggest that a backup linebacker <laughs> start the game Instead, uh, at man. quarterback. Yep. You see what I'm talking about? I see what you're talking about. We all see what you're talking about. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I, I, don't, need, I don't even know. All right, I, I'll get I to feel, a pause. I feel I'll... like I'm – no, no, no. I, I feel like it's got to be a joke, right? No, that that's not a joke. I, that's not – more than one person's thought either. Like there, I feel like most people are, are going to be outraged if Bevel starts. And you know, like I said, everyone is entitled to their opinion. But as soon as you start suggesting a backup linebacker for quarterback, I feel like you you kind of eliminate yourself from the serious conversation about the football game coming up, right? Uh, I'd like to throw them in that category, yes. Look, Bevel's not the greatest option ever, but who is? Like, there's just not some magical answer sitting on the sideline. There's not a five-star right. quarterback this time around. It sucks, but it's reality. That's right. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two is next, fsbohomes.com.